What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of Beyond the Brink. I'm your host, JB, and I'm here with... Noah Piper. Aton Han. And this is Beyond the Brink. And today, we're just going to dive into uh, some Super Bowl predictions with the game being on Sunday and all. And we're also going to go through some season recap stuff. And also, we're going to recap some of the best playoff games that we've experienced this, this year. So let's get right to it. First off, we're starting with... Uh, the season, we're going to recap that real quick. We're going to go through the division leaders. We'll start off with the AFC and the AFC East. Pretty strong division, but we got the Bills on top. Any surprises there? Dolphins second. Yeah, I think this division was like very tight kind of mid-season with the Dolphins, Patriots, Patriots, and the Jets sitting around 500. So the Bills kind of pulled away at the end, which everybody kind of expected. Mm-hmm. But I think this division has a chance to be very strong next year. Mm-hmm. And then just another disappointing for the Jets. I mean, yeah, anything yeah. off seven and ten. Didn't they start off the season pretty they, strong? They started they off really well. Great, big aspirations, but Sauce Gardner, potential. Defense. We'll talk. We'll talk about that a little later. But moving on to the AFC West, we got the Chiefs finishing Chiefs. above the Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos. The Raiders. I was expecting great things. Devontae trade. You know, Josh Jacobs had the best running back season in the NFL. But at the end of the day, Mahomes always going to finish on top. No yeah. Tyreek still. Yeah, I thought this division was probably going to be the strongest in all the NFL just because of the trades. You know, the Broncos got Russell. As Noah said, the Raiders got a lot of strong pieces. But, I mean, Broncos, very disappointing season. Raiders, very disappointing season. Both teams fired their coaches. <laughs> but um, no surprise with the Chiefs winning division. Mahomes, just such a great player. You know, I was expecting great things from this division, man. Look, going into the season, I thought every team had potential to make the playoffs. Kind of like how the NFC East team, mm-hmm. NFC East division this year, where almost all the teams could have made the playoffs. I thought this was going to be like the NFC East. Yeah. But it turned out the Broncos and Raiders turned out to be very disappointing teams, especially with the Broncos sacrificing it all just to get Russ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then with the acquisition of Devontae Adams on the Raiders and that not working out, it's a very sad ending to Derek Carr's career in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Moving on to AFC North, we got the Bengals first, followed by Ravens, Steelers, and Browns. Bengals obviously lost in the Super Bowl last year, coming back. Joe Burrow, only four losses. I mean, I still think we all believe in our boy Joe Burrow. Yeah. Finishing first. No surprises Josh, there. Yeah. Um, this division is very solid overall. The Steelers obviously haven't gone under 500 in a significant amount of years. So this division has always been pretty solid, pretty consistent. But um, the Bengals, great team. They're going to be great for a while after Joe Burrow and a lot of the young wide receivers that they have. Yeah, for sure. Um, For me, in this division, in the AFC North, just the Bengals were just that team. I mean, the Ravens, of course, with Lamar. and Still made the playoffs. I thought thought Huntley did a great job at at QB. But I just thought Ravens just never really had it, especially going into the playoffs. The Bengals were at the top of the division, and it wasn't even close. Moving on to AFC South, I think the worst division in the NFL. The <laughs> yeah. best team finishing 9-8, and eight, the Jags, yeah. followed by Titans, Colts, and Texans. I mean, the Jags, they, they, they showed up this year. I mean, no one, ex- no one expected this from them, having the first uh, draft pick in the past couple years. And this year, they finished first and made themselves put themselves in the playoff picture. Yeah, the Jags started off very badly, and then... They started to get hot towards the end of the year. They had a big win against the Titans week 18 to make it into the playoffs. And I think I think Trevor Lawrence showed that he's a good player and that he can 
carry this team to playoff aspirations. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm, what uh, was the Commanders' record this year? It was was it nine and eight? And if so, <laughs> the Commanders would have won this division. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of crazy to me. Eight, the eight, the nine. last place in the in the NFC East could have potentially won that division. Mm-hmm. So. I just to show the strength with of that. With that, recapping the AFC, we'll move on to NFC. NFC East, I think the best division in the NFL. We got the Eagles finishing first overall best record in NFC, followed by Cowboys and Giants, who also clinched wild cards slots in the NFC. And the Commanders last, as you said, 8-8-1. Would have had the, the best record in the AFC South. Yeah, this this division was the only division actually in the NFL that had every team above 500 win percentage, and I thought that was really impressive. Going into the season, I didn't really think that uh, the Giants and the Commanders would be so strong, but they they really showed that they're contenders, especially for the next couple of years. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, my favorite team, Dallas Cowboys, in this division. Um, I mean, it was exciting to see them win the first playoff game, of course, and of course a tough another tough loss this year to the 49ers in the playoffs. Just all right, with that, moving on to NFC West, we got 49ers followed by Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals. I mean, 49ers looking great make the playoffs, obviously. Well, what do you think of the the quarterback situation in, in San Francisco? I mean, like with Brock. Um, in the future, in the future. Trey Lance out, Jimmy Garoppolo out, Brock Purdy. I mean, Brock Purdy had to fill a huge role. I think he did a pretty good job. Yeah, I would say. I mean, in your first seven career starts, you go seven and zero, and then you win the last pick of the yes. NFL. You win two playoff two games playoff as a games rookie, as, a as the last pick of the NFL. That's just mind blowing to me. I mean, even with the great team around him, he still has to be pretty pretty good to be able to win playoff games. And I honestly don't know why it was even a question at the end of the season for the 49ers who would be their starting quarterback at the beginning of the season. Mm. Like after you have a quarterback that wins two playoff games and. Well, basically, he doesn't lose a game because I mean, yeah, yeah, he went out in that Philadelphia game. Like, how would that even be a question that that's not your quarterback for the next season? Yeah, they have. I mean, three solid quarterbacks. Trey Lance, one of the one of the best prospects in the past couple of years, injury plagued, but he could come back next year and be great mm-hmm. for them. Then the Seahawks, great team. Geno Smith, comeback player of the year, maybe. I mean, great receiver core. One of the best rookies at uh, running back, Kenneth Walker, but. Clinch the playoffs, 9-8 and 0. Yeah. yeah, this division was, I mean, Rams and Cardinals. Obviously the Rams who made the Super Bowl. Yeah. Won the Super Bowl last year. Very Finished disappointing. 5-12. Very Super disappointing for getting them. injured. Of course, they go under the one of those categories, one of the like only teams to go below 500 after winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Below 300 even. Yeah, below 295. <laughs> so I say. <laughs> All right, moving on to the NFC North. We had the Vikings go 13-4 to win the division over the Lions, Packers, and the Bears. What did y'all think of this division? I'll tell you, the Vikings were almost over. I don't know if the record reflects them. I mean, obviously what I was about to say. They got a great team, but they had some lucky wins in there. I mean, they got smoked by the Cowboys. And then the Lions in second, another surprise, not unlike the Jags, coming in 9-8. Barely missing out on the playoffs. Very surprising season. Packers got Aaron Rodgers. Maybe his last season. We may retire within the next couple of days. Could see that happen. You never know. You never know with these quarterbacks. Moving on to the NFC South. You know, we had the 
we had the AFC South division, and we we, we we thought they might be the worst division in football, but I don't know if we've seen the NFC South. Mm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers made the playoffs at 8-9. and 8-9. I mean, that's unbelievable. The other three teams finishing at 7-10. and 10. Um, What did you guys see from this division? Um, I, saw, I, saw, I saw a lot of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw, really. I mean... The top of your division ending at eight and nine. I mean, yeah. it's not very exciting. I mean, really could have gone either way. If any of those teams had won one of their losses, they all would have been tied. But I mean, I still think they're better than the AFC South. But at the end of the day, still two very, not very strong conferences, divisions per se. All right, moving on to the NFL playoffs, where we saw a lot of exciting games, mm-hmm. a lot of you know unexpected games. What'd you guys think of uh, the, the the wild card round? I told y'all about the first game. I did not trust the Chargers when I came out with my rankings on the, the team going into the playoffs. I had the Chargers very low, and I came out right. The Jaguars pulled it off, and they, they went did. into that division round game against the Chiefs. Still through a lot of picks. Can't can't trust Trevor Lawrence at the, at that huge spot. But I I had faith in the Chargers. The Jaguars definitely surprised me. But at the end of the day, they're, they're good. Yeah, crazy game there. L.A. was up by, like, 27 points, I think, mm-hmm. at halftime. And then Trevor Lawrence led the led the comeback. He had three interceptions and three touchdowns, I believe. A great comeback by them. Moving on, we got the Bengals versus the Ravens. Crazy play mm-hmm. on the goal line. Tyler Huntley reaches out to, to score the touchdown, does not break the plane, and he fumbles. Bengals pick it up. I think it was... 97? Uh, what was his name? Hubbard. No, not Hubbard. Hendrickson, I believe. He ran 98 yards all the way back to the house, and that basically to finished the, the game. Yeah, that was, that was a crazy play. into a season. Obviously, coming back next year, Lamar healthy, if he's still there. But, I mean, the Bengals, I think I saw them making a far playoff run. This game was definitely, like, a reality shock for them. But, yeah. Then the day Cincinnati did what they needed to do and came on top of the Ravens. All right, JB, what do you think of the Buffalo Miami game? To be honest with you, I didn't expect this game to be that close. I thought Buffalo was gonna win by at least seven to ten points. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Miami made it an interesting game. I was, I'm impressed by Miami. I, I think I like how they finished their season. And yeah. It's going to be exciting watching them next year. Yeah, even without Tua, with Skylar Thompson at yeah. quarterback, they, they made it an exciting game. So moving on to the other side of the bracket, we had Tampa Bay versus the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas looking for the first playoff away win in a while. What did you think about that? I mean, I had faith in my boys, and we came out and showed what we could do. We won that game, and then obviously we knew we'd have a tough game coming up after that one. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Of course, always excited to see a Cowboy playoff win. Of course, you know I want that Super Bowl, but yeah. I'll take what I can get right now. Dak, and, Dak Prescott was just a great game. I just want to point that out. Oh, he, yeah. That was probably one of the one of his best games in, in his whole career. Great That's way for him rough. to get. I think it was his first playoff win. Was it? First or second. I know it's his first or second. Yeah. But moving on to the Minnesota Vikings against the Giants. I mean, we we called it, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, I I I had the Giants. I actually said that if there was an upset, this game would have been it. And it turned out to be the, I would say, the only real upset besides maybe 
No, Jacksonville was the higher seed of the Chargers. So really, yeah. this Minnesota Giants game was the only upset of the wild card round. And the uh, Cowboys. And the Cowboys game, of course. Tampa Bay winning yeah. the division. The Giants the really showed us. Giants showed us that the Vikings were frauds. I mean, they didn't deserve <laughs> to be fourteen and three. So or thirteen and four. Sorry. So yeah. Um, and then the San Francisco game. We already talked a little bit about Brock Purdy and what he was able to do. Uh-huh. Um, but Seattle, Seattle hung in there for a while there until just the the high powered offense of San Francisco really took them took them out. Moving on back to the AFC uh, divisional round, we had the Chiefs versus the Jags. What do you think about that game? I mean, I I know the Jags won won that playoff game against the Chargers, but I just expected Chiefs to win this game pretty comfortably, and I feel like they did. They had yeah. no business. A, l- a little bit of a scare there when Patrick Mahomes Ooh. went down with the with the ankle in- ankle injury. Sorry, but um, he comes back. He finishes the game out. He's he's got that heart. He's got that desire. He's got that I mean, dog in you, him. Yeah, exactly. You you can't coach that. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. He's got that. Oh, he's got he that dog. He's got that clutch factor. And he he moves his team on to the next round. I don't think it's crazy to say he's one of the most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen. Yeah. All right, moving on to the Bengals Buffaloes game. Three seed versus the two seed. Joe Burrow coming back. He wins his Super Bowl, and he won that game, made it to the <coughs> AFC Championship. And guess what? As much as I want the Buffalo Bills to succeed, especially with the whole Demar Hamlin situation, I think the Bengals are gonna come out on top. And it's sad. I think the Bengals are gonna come out on top, and it's gonna suck to see the Bills season end like this. But I feel like the Bengals are gonna handle business in this game. They're gonna come out on top. Yeah, um, I don't think the Bills are really. I think the Bills have been. They've been put in great situations where they have great opportunity to make make the AFC Championship, make the Super Bowl in the past couple of years. But they just haven't shown that they're they're a winning team. And I don't know if that's to do with Josh Allen or or just the team, the defense. But um, they they really disappointed. I think NFL fans. Because they had they had high expectations coming into the season. Yep, and move on to NFC divisional round. We had the Eagles versus the Giants. Eagles coming on top. I don't think there are any surprises there. Absolutely boat race the Giants. Yeah. No. And then that Dallas versus San Francisco game, I think everybody was looking forward to this one, especially mm-hmm. coming off uh, the Cowboys loss from last year. And it was it sucked to see the Cowboys lose again to the 49ers, it was, but and it was to see Dak Prescott have the game he did after such a great mm-hmm. game against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. It's disappointing for the Cowboys and it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting offseason for them. Yeah, for Ooh. sure. Moving now, on. Now talking about the the AFC championship, a rematch. Kansas City versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow 3-0. Und- undefeated against Mahomes. Against Mahomes in at Arrowhead. You know, or Burrowhead. They there was a lot of speculation in the media about people calling it Burrowhead just because of Burrow's success. And I mean, Kansas City re- really proved them wrong. And they did. And then after the game when oh who was it? Uh Kelsey. Travis Kelsey getting interviewed yeah. about no, he wasn't interviewed because he like came into the interview and then said Yeah, yeah, it was Mahomes being Mahomes interviewed. Mahomes house, something yeah. like that, something along those lines. Yeah, and Kansas City really stood their ground there, protected their protected their nest. They did, they did. Alright, um now we gotta talk about the NFC championship. 
Philadelphia versus San Francisco at Philadelphia. I mean, I had San Francisco winning the Super Bowl. I mean, at the end of the day, they ended up losing to the Eagles in the NFC Championship. I mean, the 49ers, I think have a very talented team, bright future, but I mean, A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, I don't... I, what sticks out to me is the Eagles' run game. I mean, they're just so effective on the ground. With, if three good running backs, Jalen Hurts, obviously a dual-threat quarterback, and their offensive line, one of the strongest in the NFL. But I don't think they've really faced a lot of great teams in, in the playoffs. I mean, San Francisco with Brock, Brock Purdy going down, Josh Johnson, he, he didn't really do anything, and then he got hurt also. So I don't think that was really a challenge for them to win that game. And then obviously the Giants game, that was, that was not even close. So we'll talk about our Super Bowl prediction a little later, but I don't think the Eagles are really – haven't really been tested in these yeah, playoffs. Yeah, just after after that Philadelphia versus uh, the Giants game, after Philadelphia and they being the Giants, but how much? It was like at least twenty five. Yeah, at least twenty. I mean, I just did not see Philadelphia losing their next game to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I just I saw them going on the way, and I had them in the NFC Championship game. They did. All right, now moving on to the big game, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Super Bowl Fifty Seven. We got the Chiefs. <coughs> versus the Eagles, Mahomes versus Hurts, and the Battle of the Kelseys. And I'm going to start us off here. In this game, who I think will come out on top and be the 57th Super Bowl champion, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. I'd have to agree with you on that. Wow. I wasn't expecting it to be so unanimous here. That Mahomes-Kelsey combo, I, I don't see anyone stopping that. I mean, obviously, no Tyreek, but still a lot of passing game from Mahomes. Best QB, most most passing yards. I mean, obviously, Jalen Hurts, MVP caliber. Mm-hmm. Having a great season. Same with Mahomes. Yeah. I still got Mahomes over Hurts, but... Yeah, I think the, the Philadelphia defense is going to be kind of kind of embarrassed. Maybe Have they played this season? Have they played? No, they haven't. No, so, no, they haven't. So I think the Philadelphia defense hasn't been tested. I talked about this a little earlier, but they haven't really been tested by any high-powered offenses. And I think Kansas City's elite passing game, and they're, they're the most efficient passing game in the whole NFL, I think they're really going to expose the Philadelphia well, defense. Well, that's towards <laughs> the end of the season. I mean, of course they had no Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts doesn't play defense. And that game against the Cowboys... Yeah. Where the Cowboys made the Eagles defense yeah. look a little silly. I mm-hmm. mean, hopefully the Chiefs can do the same thing. What, if Dak Prescott's doing that to the Eagles, what do you think Patrick Mahomes is going to do? Yeah. Even, even on one ankle. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, we talked about earlier, he's got the, he has that dog. He has that winning mentality, and I got him winning the game also. So all three of us go with the Chiefs? We are. I mean, I'm super hyped to watch this game. I re- I mean, I think the Chiefs are favored, but like I could really see it going either way. Actually, Two the, very high-powered offenses. The the line on the game is actually Philadelphia Eagles minus 1.5, so they're favored by 1.5 points. Oh, wow. Which is, I mean, contrary to our, our predictions, yeah. but... It's I mean, very close. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a great game, highly anticipated game. 
And what do y'all think about the halftime show, obviously, with Rihanna coming in? Ooh, I can't I'm wait to see my girl Riri. I'm Riri. I'm disappointed. Oh, really? Yeah. Why are you disappointed? I want to get hyped during that halftime show. Oh, you don't man. think Rihanna's hyped? No. She's just going to go out there and sing, maybe. But, like, man. you know, the best, the best halftime show of all time was the Bruno Mars Beyonce one. But mm. you're, right you're, now. You're, talk, you're talking about being hyped. You're talking about being hyped. Was Bruno Mars getting you hyped? Yes. Singing Uptown Funk? You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> what about oh, Rihanna singing word 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 word? I mean, she, I mean that's okay, but like I need my Bruno Mars. I mean, last year also was really high. We got Eminem, oh, Kendrick, Fifty Cent, Snoop, I Dr. Mean, Dre, was, Dr. Dre. That classic. one was crazy. Classic. I think it's gonna be a great halftime show. I think it's gonna be a great Super Bowl. I'm, mean, I'm so excited. And yeah, that. I can't wait to watch this game this Sunday. And that wraps up the Beyond the Brink episode. But, Thank you for listening. Hey, I got a question for y'all. What do y'all think is going through Mahomes and Jalen Hurts' minds right now? Like, what do you think they're What do you think they're doing for preparing for this game? That's a good question. I mean, Mahomes has Super Bowl experience. I think that's a big thing to point out. Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, the Philadelphia coach—they have no Super Bowl experience at all. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to be a little nervous. They're going to be a little, little timid coming into the game. Patrick Mahomes, I think he can play with some, some looselessness, looseness and kind of just play his game. I mean, mm-hmm. he's proved that he's he can win these big games, and I think that's what he's going to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think the respect that Jalen Hurts would, would get if he does win this game would be extraordinary for him and his career. But I just – I have the Chiefs in this one. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right, guys. We're Now we're going to talk about some of the 2023 NFL awards. We're going to go through our predictions, kind of take a little – educated guests at what who will win these um, respective awards so first we're gonna start off with the coach of the year what do you who do you think is gonna win that I mean who do I think I think Nick Sirianni is gonna win this one yeah Nick Sirianni great coach first year with the Eagles made the Super Bowl but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually disagree with that I'm gonna go Brian Dable the New York Giants coach I mean with not a great squad, you guys can agree with me, right? The group, the New York Giants don't have a great roster. Right. But he worked with if he could. He made the playoffs. He beat the Minnesota Vikings, a division division leader, in the playoffs at at Minnesota. I think a really impressive season from him. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm gonna have to. I agree with what you just said, but I'm gonna have to go with who Noah chose, Nick Sirianni. I mean, he had an impressive season so far. This is his first year coaching the Eagles, correct? Yeah. <clears throat> just starting off the year, what was it, 12 and 0, maybe 11 and 0? But either way, the start of the season was incredible, and just going to Sabonis first year as the Eagles head coach, that's just very impressive to me. He should definitely win coach of the year. Comeback player of the year, we got Geno Smith, Saquon McCaffrey, and Derrick Henry. What running backs? I think Geno Smith, though, he's he's going to be for me. For me, it's either him or McCaffrey. But I think Geno Smith, what he's able to do for the Seahawks this year is amazing. I mean, obviously, did not make a very good playoff run. Still made it, though. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he was able to come back and make a huge impact on the Seahawks after they lost Russ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have to agree with that. Geno Smith really proved that he's an NFL caliber quarterback after being a backup for so long. <laughs> and no question on this one for me. I mean, Geno Smith is the first player that comes to mind when you just think, like, just that comeback fa- factor. I mean, him, like, going through what he has. Isn't he, um, how many years has he been in the league? I think around 10. Around I mean, 10? Yeah. 
to be in the, in the league 10 years and not really known as like a starting QB in the NFL, to come in and do what he did this year for the Seahawks, I was, I was very impressed with Yeah, that. they wrote him out too. They did. He, he didn't write back. He didn't write back. He didn't write back. All right, now for the next award, we have the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Two candidates really stick out for me, Sauce Gardner and Tariq Woolen, two quarterbacks. Um, I feel like it's pretty not this. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, if you ask a Seahawks fan, of course, they'll say Tariq Woolen. But um, I'm going to go Sauce Gardner. I mean, sure, if you ask a Seahawks fan, they're going to say Tariq Woolen. But I think if you ask anyone else fan, they're going to say Sauce Gardner. Like he made the biggest impact. Did you see Sauce Gardner's chain this past Pro Bowl weekend? No. Sauce? You didn't see it? Oh, uh, he wore that on the NFL draft yeah. also. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But yeah, yeah. lockdown corner, Sauce Gardner. We got him winning defensive rookie. He deserves an award for that chain. Offensive rookie of the year. Hmm. I mean, there have been a lot of shots for Chris Olave. Obviously, another Seahawks player, Kenneth Walker. And as well, we got David Pierce for the Texans at running back. But, I mean, I think Damian Pierce, if he was on any other team, yeah. he could have had an insane impact. Yeah. And we get a lot more recognition. Obviously, he was on a team with the worst record in the NFL. But I'm going to have to go with Damian Pierce on this one. Wow. Just because what he could do for a team that was that bad, I think shows what he could do on any other team. I mean, obviously, Kenneth Walker really showed up. And Chris Olave, too, for the Chiefs. But I'm going to have to go with my boy Damian Pierce. I'm going with Kenneth Walker. I think he was really um, influential for the Seahawks in their playoff runs and their playoff run. Um, a lot of touchdowns. I think he had nine touchdowns. Really impressive season from him and great things, obviously, to come. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker as well. And I, I, just one thing i got to say, I think it's pretty disappointing on how none of these players for Rookie of the Years have had like roles on big teams that have made it far in the playoffs. Like You see the Seahawks and the Texans like mm-hmm. from like an offensive rookie of the year standpoint is of course they had big impacts for their team but for their team in the long run and in the playoffs this is a little disappointing for me at the candidates all right now we get the dpoy defensive player of the year who are you thinking i got my boy from my team michael parsons i don't see anyone else really up there with them i mean there's definitely a lot of players of his ca- caliber yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know how to go with that, but yeah. Yeah, and I think um, as much as I want to say it's not even close, honestly, I think uh, Nick Bosa, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he had a hell of a season too. Mm-hmm. He ended with almost, I think, what was it? 17, 18 sacks. 17, 18 sacks. I mean, that's, that's a hell of a number. But of course, Micah's impact from a linebacker and a defensive end standpoint, I mean, he can do almost it all. He can do about it all. I mean, he got interceptions this year as yeah. well, so I mean, mm-hmm. he's my defense player of the year. Really a leader on that Cowboys offense, yeah. and it's just second year? Or his Cowboys second defense, year. I mean, second year? Second year, yeah. Yeah, uh, those are great arguments, but I think we're kind of overlooking the Eagles and Hassan Reddick. I think he had 19, 19 sacks, one of the best pass rushers in the league. I think he can make a run for the defensive player of the year. He could kind of surprise us, but... There's no denying Mike's talent and his his uh, effect on the field. And a guy that's kind of under the radar that, I mean, if, I mean, Michael Parsons and Mr. Bosa didn't exist, Fred Warner. Mm. I mean, he oh. had a hell of a season, especially yeah. for that 49ers defense, best defense in the NFL. Very I'm, overlooked. I'm surprised player. he hasn't got more votes for the best player of the year. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to offensive player of the year. 
Who y'all got? I got my boy Tyreek. The cheater. Reek. Proving that he can do it with any QB. Oh, yeah. Had Mahomes. People thought that was the reason why. I mean, best QB in the league. Moved to the Dolphins with Tua. Had an unstable quarterback situation there yeah. as well. I mean, still showed he can do it all, really. I mean, obviously, he didn't have the, much of a defense on his side or anything else. Obviously, Jalen Waddle, too. Two of the best. I'd say Jalen Waddle's the best wide receiver, too, in the league. But Tyreek had a pretty decent team around him. And I think I got, he's, for me, he's with the offense better year. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. Um, one of the most impressive seasons from a wide receiver. Um, broke, almost broke, I think, the yards record. And just a great overall season for him. I think he's, he's going to win Offensive Player of the Year just because of the impact, even without uh, yeah. an, an insane quarterback like another, some of these other wide receivers. Another awesome player I could see is Josh Jacobs. Mm -hmm. Come off a great season, didn't really have an aim for himself, and then had an ex explosion of a season, make, make it, coming out with insane numbers. All right, now the most valuable player in the NFL we have a lot of players to talk about here. There's not really one one candidate that stood out here. I think it could really go either way. And key word in this, valuable. Valuable to their team. And I think that player, for the most valuable player award this year, is Josh Allen. Just, wow. I think the Bills, without Josh Allen this year, wouldn't even be the Bills. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. Mm. I think Josh Allen is obviously a great shout, but... I think Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes both are more valuable to their own respective teams. Well, maybe more so Mahomes because Jalen Hurts proved that they, or the Eagles proved they could do it with. Oh, what's his name? What's his name? Oh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, Gardner Minshew. I mean, obviously didn't make the impact Hurts can, but I think Mahomes is that is definitely my front runner for MVP. Had an insane season, put up insane numbers. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have to agree with you, JB. Um, Josh Allen, if we fast forward, like, to, I mean, rewind, sorry, to, like, week eight, maybe, Josh Allen having one of the most impressive starts of the season ever. Um, but he kind of he kind of faded a little bit. He started turning the ball over. He started being irresponsible with the ball and kind of putting his team in a bad situation. And um, I really don't think he's as influential to his team as somebody like Patrick Mahomes who y'all saw in the AFC Championship, many of his wide receivers went down. He was playing with like rookie wide receivers, training camp wide receivers. His best wide receiver was Marcus Valdez-Scanlon. Mm -hmm. And he made it work. I mean, he won a close game. He drove their team down the field on the game-winning drive. I think he's the most valuable player in the NFL, and I think he's gonna win the Super Bowl also. No doubt, yeah. And with all that being said, I think it's been a great season. Looking forward to a great Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Noah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Super Bowl, and I hope our predictions are right. Yeah, excited to see the game this weekend. And that wraps up our episode of Beyond the Brink. I'm your host, of course, JB. I'm Noah. I'm Aton. And this is Beyond, Beyond the, the Brink. Brink.